Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of the Lives of Contemporary Artists. Have you heard yet? Have you heard the news? Have you heard the news? The news is that the war is over. The war is over and the optimists have been defeated. And I think I know a little bit about optimism because I live in California. I live in California and I have been, I have been for years bullied into looking at the bright side of things for years. I've been harassed into unlocking the potential within me for decades. I've been lectured on actualization, on visualization. I've been commanded in no uncertain terms to avoid the negative, but now, finally, finally, even among the sharing, caring, meditating, sweaty yoga contortionists, the evidence is just overwhelming. Things suck and are getting worse. And I don't think I have to spell it out to you. I don't think I need to make a list. COVID, Putin, Trump, crazy weather catastrophes, Old Testament wildfires, the ubiquitous menacing letter X. I'm telling you, even the patchouli people have stopped with their magical thinking. Remember, remember, remember when 50 used to be called the new 40? Well, now, now dread is the new dopamine. I mean, it's really, really hip right now to be depressed. This, this, this dread thing is really trending. And not just, not just dread, and not just foreboding, but also what's obsessing people these days is the desperate, the desperate search for just the right bromide that could offer the small yet significant consolations of lower and lower expectations. Which brings me, inevitably, to the art world. Yes, artists react and artists are acutely aware and a lot of contemporary artists these days are responding to this new reality by organizing all sorts of creative collectives, groups, collabs, collaborations, all in the hope of finding comfort through common purpose. Now, there's one terrific group in Italy. I, I like them a lot. They're called, they're called La Bella Giovinezza. Um, they do a lot of mime. They, they do a lot of mime work. A lot of mime. And 
and and and and that's all. That's about all I know about them. I I, I think I I might have seen something on YouTube. On YouTube, it um, it was fairly unthreatening. But my wife, my wife Tina, saw them this summer in Edinburgh, and she said they were really really great. And Tina's word, Tina's eye is always always always. Good enough for me. All right. Uh, another another interesting artist group that has come to my attention is this Canadian one called um, the Bones of the Dead, and they're led by this 84-year-old Montreal conceptual artist named Calice Tabernak. Tabernak. Tabernak is a legend in Canada. Um, but she is known, she's, she's best known in this country, in the United States, for Herodotus, a, a, public, a public sculpture she installed in New York in front of the old Whitney um, that was made entirely of worms. And I can tell you firsthand that it was great because I remember seeing it while I was in graduate school and I remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking, I, th I thought to myself, are you really allowed to do something like this? I mean, can I? Can I do something like this? And I remember thinking at the time, yes, well, yes, I, I suppose I can do something like this, and I suppose I will. And it changed my life. It, it, it changed my life, and it defined my entire career. I mean, between you and me, between you and me, I've had enough, I have enough anxiety in my life and there's really no more room for any anxiety of influence. I mean, if it's been done before, why not do it again? And the bones of the dead as a collective are a living testament to the banality of derivative repetition. And why not? It's easier that way. I've always worked that way. but. My hands down favorite art collective of all time. One that my listeners, if they've been paying attention, already know a lot about, is the Plausible Deniability Project TM. PDP TM. And as you know, PDP TM, Plausible Deniability Project TM, is based in Paris and its members are basically scattered all over the place. They're all over the world. Talk, talk about, talk about lowered expectations. This group consistently takes good ideas and turns them into spectacular trivialities. That's their thing. Give the public what they deserve. I mean, artists do that all the time, but what makes the plausible deniability project TM. What makes PDPTM really unique is that they say it out loud. They say it out loud. They admit it. And they don't only merely admit it. They make it into a virtue. If decadence and mediocrity is what the public wants, why not unapologetically provide it in abundance? Collectively, they have taken this sort of 
artistic Hippocratic Oath in that they have committed themselves to doing no harm. It's art for everyone. Unsalted ideas, pleasing, predictable themes, easily pre-digested concepts. It's, it's sort of like it's sort of like visual arts equivalent to smooth jazz. Now, who's behind this work of genius? Well, the group includes a wide range of talent and a wide range of experience. On the older side of their roster, you've got the, uh, well, the overly prolific French painter Currado Malaspina. And you have in the U.S. the disgraced and forgotten California enfant terrible David Schaffman. So right there you know you've got something special. And the younger contingent includes the charming, the, the charming and strategic Dahlia Danton, who is basically the brains behind the all whole operation. She's she's a master of marketing and it's basically because of her that PDPTM is such a successful brand and you should check out their Instagram and their TikTok and you'll see exactly what I mean. And also on their young side you've got the oh yeah you've got the pretentious New York blowhard Spark Boone who is so ordinary. I mean he is so unexceptional that he embodies by his sheer existence the ideals and the purpose of the collective. He's actually he's actually the primary author of their founding manifesto. Here, l- l- listen to this. Listen to this. Article 1. Make it plain. Article 2. Make it comprehensible. Article three, don't make it too long. I mean, the PDPTM manifesto, the, the Plausible Deniability Project TM Statement of Purpose has become now an art school catechism. I mean, Listen to this. This is this is Spark Boone's concise, proudly defeatist response to, to Ezra Pound. Never knew, always redundant. It's absolutely brilliant, and in every way is a pitch perfect reflection of our common infatuation with pessimism. It's, 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 it's brilliant. It, it, it's simply brilliant. Anyway, it's the Plausible Deniability Project, TM, PDP, TM. And if you're not familiar with their work, you're, you're probably better off. But if you're curious, look them up. And as I said, they are fairly innocuous. So, so there you have it. As I said earlier, we get the art that we deserve, and even here, even here in sunny California, all the 
TEDx talks are drifting to the dark side. Marijuana sales are up. University humanities departments are down. But you've come to the right place. If you want to get a good, accurate picture of the spirit of the age in real time, all you have to do is keep up to date on what's going on with the rather ordinary lives of contemporary artists.